With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Looks like football, baby. <laughs> into another episode of the fantasy football smackdown i am your host jake rip you can find me on twitter at jake takes ff joining me as always ladies and gentlemen you know him you love him he's on twitter at kyle month eight but he's with us year round it's kyle august ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Man, we got a studio audience now this is this is great I appreciate that. What do you think? The people coming out for Kyle August. That's, that is pretty damn good. We got more people in studio than I have stuff in my current office right now. So if you're tuning in on YouTube, I'm in a completely empty room just with holes in the wall. Look like I'm, you know, I'm better off in a basement somewhere, but uh, I, I'm glad to be podcasting, man. I've done packing all this stuff up, getting ready to move here in a couple of weeks, hopefully get some better internet, which I'm really looking forward to. But I'm just pumped right now to take a break from all that crap, real life, and just set that to the side and hang out with you guys uh, and talk some uh, fancy football. Dude, I'm pumped up too. We have a very special guest for today's episode. If you subscribe to the Dynasty War Zone like you should, then you already know who it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Memphis Young. He's at DWZ Memphis on Twitter. What's going on, man? Well, I'm, I'm doing good, first of all, and I'm glad I got the explanation of what's going on at the, uh, the Kyle August residence. I thought he got robbed. I mean, I know, I know he lives in Chicago. So I'm just lucky. I'm, I'm hoping that those behind him are like drywall anchors and not bullet holes. But again, he, he does live in Chirac. So. Hey, hey, man, it, it wouldn't be. This is some valuable NASCAR memorabilia that I usually have behind me. But yeah, luckily, yes, those are. Those are anchors, not bullet holes. Everything's safe oh, on my end. Everybody, yes. everybody, stay safe. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, humoring me by doing uh, a little game show, just trying to make some some levity out of this free agent season. I think a lot of shows are going to do a great job of talking about dynasty and these free agents and how they're going to do value. But you guys have agreed to humor me and doing it in a little bit of a unique way tonight. Yeah, and you hear uh, Memphis making fun of Kyle over there in his room. And if you can't see, if you're just listening on the podcast, it's because Kyle's room is totally wiped out. He's getting ready to move out. But you could see that if you were checking us out over on YouTube. We are going to be streaming there every Monday night over on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. So do us a solid and subscribe to that channel if you don't already. It is guaranteed to make you a better fantasy gamer. Uh, Memphis, you are running an incredible promotion right now where you're actually going to host Someone's rookie draft. Uh, is that correct? Remind me of the details of that. Yeah, man. So it's only as we record this live on YouTube, it's only March 8th and we're trying to grow our YouTube follower base. I think we've had a good run the last few years growing our respective podcast feeds, which I'm very excited and proud that we're merging into one. 
But YouTube is kind of the wave of 2017, and here we are in 2021 playing catch-up. So we're looking for you guys to subscribe. So what I said I would do, you know, a lot of shows, and we've done this. We gave away a DK Metcalf jersey. We've given away some gift cards. But the one thing that you can't really put a price tag on is time. And so if we can get to 500 subscribers by June 1st, what I will do is I will personally help your commissioner host your rookie draft the first round. We'll stream it live on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. And I will help your commissioner, you know, facilitate trades and or entertain owners while other owners are making trades and discussing things. And, you know, we'll have a good time. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll rib you guys. I'll, I'll rib you and your league mates the same way I rib, you know, Kyle and Jake here mercilessly. And then once we get done after a couple of hours of kick-ass fun, what I will do is then you can send me the results of the final overall draft and I'll go full Mel Kuyper on you and I'll give every owner in the league, I'll give them a, a letter grade. I'll record a separate podcast for you guys and uh, we'll do something neat just for you and your league. So I'll give you my time. I'll help and we'll make your rookie draft one of a kind, but we've got to get to 500 subscribers. The sweet part is, is we have got, you know, almost 85 days to get that done. I, I know we can do it. It's about three people a day. So if you do it, you gotta, you gotta turn notifications on when you subscribe, because when you do that, we get, uh, an alert saying that, you know, Jake Rip has subscribed to the YouTube channel. And I'm just copy and pasting that over into a document. And then we'll put it all into a, a prize drawing app. And there you go. So, um, I, it's, it's the easiest contest you'll ever enter. Literally, you go to YouTube, you subscribe with notifications turned on. Bam. Entered. I want to I want to peel back the curtain a little bit now. Is this Memphis? Are you really putting this into a document, or is this on a legal pad? Is what, what no, we're talking no, here? I, I'm not G uh, of the Aussies. Shout out to G, one of the uh, the truly good people in this dynasty and fantasy space. But I'm not G, so I have a uh, what's called a notes app on my iPhone. Oh, and what I do is I get the alert, and if it says you know if it says Jake. I just go into that alert. I copy that person's name and I paste it into that notes app. And this thing's growing. We've had like 20 people enter in like the last five days. So I was we're say, well it's on, only been a week or so, right? Well, we're we're yeah. well on the we're well on the way, but it, it will be really neat. And what a better way to you know get everyone together and have a fun, unique rookie draft. One that you guys will look at, look back at. You'll be able to uh, archive and save in history and be like, do you remember when you passed up? <laughs> I don't know, Travis Etienne to draft a quarterback that absolutely sucked. Oh, oh, you don't? Hey, let's go back to YouTube, the Dynasty Warzone channel. Right there it is at the 107. You passed up Trey Lance to draft whoever. I don't know. You know, doesn't really matter. But, but it will be a great way of uh, having fun and uh, getting, getting your league on the show with, uh, with me and you and your fellow GMs. Yeah, it's such a cool way to take what's otherwise just going to be a three to four round real quick, get it over and done with draft and make it something special. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, Memphis, I'm going to turn the reins over to you here because we get, we're going to have some fun with a game show style, uh, game show style podcast here. So we'll get it kicked off with a little bit of music. So have a long intro. The payoff is solid, though. <laughs> Where are you at, Jerry? Come on. Got a bigger A game tomorrow. 
Hey, well, look, first of all, people are actually grooving in, the, in their car. And Memphis, the, you have no volume, my friend. And I have no volume, my friend. I, I hear him. I got him. I hear him. You have, oh, way, too, you have way too much <laughs> intro music because, you know, people are bumping <laughs> in their car. They're like, you know, I you bobbing in. I messed it up. All right. Let's try this, let's try this again. Uh, our host, Memphis, everybody. Uh, actually, it's no longer Memphis. My name is now Fink Martin Goodell. Fink Martin Goodale, I am the host of the Dynasty Love Connection, and what we're going to do here tonight is we're going to take eight eligible free agent bachelors, and we're going to try to match them up and find Dynasty Love. So we're going to do this, the same thing that you're hearing a lot of places, maybe they're like, um, where, where do you think so-and-so will go, and, and do you think it will be a good match? So what we're going to do is we're going to get Kyle. Kyle's going to be my first contestant. He is playing the role of... Jameis Winston. Now, what we didn't do is we didn't take guys like Dak Prescott, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, guys that are rumored to be franchise tag. That wouldn't be any fun. It would be a waste of your time and a waste of our time. So what we're going to do is we took the next two best quarterbacks, at least in my opinion, on the board. And Jameis, are you ready to meet the candidates to make a dynasty love connection? You're damn right, Fink, and I'm going to eat a W after this. Oh, eat a W. Wouldn't it be an L? Can we eat an L for love? No! Come on, now it's Jameis we're talking about here. I'm if glad you gave me Jameis, to, my favorite free agent quarterback. If, if anyone knows how to eat L's, it's Jameis Winston. All right, here we go. Your first candidate is, is a little older, yet beautiful team that you already have a little history with. And they're ready to make it happen right now. It's the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. The next candidate, they're a little erratic, but they could be smoking hot if you hadn't just had LASIK surgery. It's the Chicago Bears. And the third candidate is well-established, very cultured, and loves jewelry, especially championship rings. It's the New England Patriots. So, Jameis, who is a potential best love dynasty connection match type thing for you? Would it be the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, or the New England Patriots? Well, think... This one's tough because you're talking about the Saints. I don't know if I want to be in a in a relationship with a side piece named Taysom Hill. And we all know that Taysom Hill's not going anywhere. The dude's got eleven million dollar cap hit, and they just the Saints just paid him uh a season ago. So you know that no matter what, twenty twenty one, if I return to New Orleans, Taysom Hill's sitting there waiting for me as well. And I couldn't even beat him out last year when they played Taysom Hill while Drew Brees was out. You look at you looked at uh we'll we'll skip one, we'll go to New England. If I go there, Jameis Winston, I, I can't wear the pants in the family. That's Bill's team. Is that somewhere I can go and chuck the ball and do what I do best, throw 30 interceptions? Probably not. But then the only alternative else you're giving me is the Chicago Bears, who have a grand total of .35 weapons on that squad. And I, and I think you have to piece those together to make it anything happen. So for me, from a dynasty perspective, I'm still going to lean towards – Competed with the side piece. I'm going to go with New Orleans Saints and return back to where I was last season. It's going to be an uphill battle to, to take down Taysom Hill. But if I can do it, is that Taysom Hill is a free agent after the 2021 season. And hopefully this is my team going forward. They got the best weapons. Uh, even if you combine Chicago and New England with Michael Thomas and Alan Kamara there already in the building and a team that I was with last year. And they got the best offensive mind out of all three, I think, as well with Sean Payton. So, if I'm Jameis Winston, which I am, Fink, I'm going to return home to the New Orleans Saints and show that I'm I, I'm the hot one here, 
not Taysom Hill. Well, you know, this is like any side piece relationship. You know, if you play your cards right, you're hoping to go from side piece to the main piece. And and, and that's that's where Jameis finds himself right now. And I think for a dynasty love connection, that is the right spot for Jameis, as well as those other players that you mentioned, whether it's Michael Thomas, whether it's Alvin Kamara, a guy who got a lot of buzz last week when it was noted that Jared Cook would not come back and Adam Troutman. So that that could be huge. So, all right, great job, great job, Jameis. Now, now Jake is going to play the role of Cameron Newton. Um, big hats, monocle, uh, hats that would only make Richard Petty jealous. Hey, so here we go. You're talking to Superman. Superman. <laughs> D- dab on him, son. Dab on him. So your first <laughs> candidate, it's the bright lights and the big city that a man of your style will love. Uh, and But they don't have a lot of weapons, but they're not as bad as what you had last year. It's also the Chicago Bears. This next candidate will get you mile high, literally, and literally. They're they're still in somewhat of a committed relationship, but they could dump their current man at the drop of a hat. It is the Denver Broncos. And your final candidate, this is an old flame. They didn't do much to help you last year, but it looks like they've got their finances in order and would love to have you back with the New England Patriots. Cam, who's it going to be? Who's the lucky city? Is it going to be Chicago, Denver, or a Boston slash New England for a dynasty love connection? Well, listen, Fink, I came, I came into 2020 pretty optimistic about my future. I thought that, you know, I'd be able to come in. I'd be balling like I was back in the day. But meanwhile, all I could squeeze out, all I could muster up was 2,400 yards and five passing touchdowns from weeks one through 16. It was not very good. I'm not very proud of what I've done. Um, In regards to free agency, there wasn't much of a market for me in the first place. It was difficult in 2020. It wasn't until the end of June that New England signed me. I'm at the point now, Fink, where I'm not sure any team wants to sign me. I'm not sure I can even start in the league anymore. You know, maybe it's my own uh, my own confidence working against me here, but I'm going to be 32 years old. I've barely completed 60 percent of my passes in my career. You, know, you, you alluded to New England's not very not helping me out very much, but we're five touchdowns, Fink. Five touchdowns. Had I put together this half-ass season and thrown for you know Jared Goff type numbers, four thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, that with my rushing production, maybe that gets me some attention uh, from from some general managers out there. But you know you've got guys like Trubisky, they're going to get some attention. Darnold, he might end up starting somewhere. And now you've got all these guys entering the draft: uh, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Um, at the end of the day, will there be a, a spot where I can actually land one of these three? I don't even know if one of them can be my uh, my true match made in heaven. But if I had to pick one, oh, man, the, the perfect spot, the best case scenario for, for Superman, it's got to be Denver, that arsenal of weapons. I want to be thrown to Jerry Judy. I want to be thrown to Cortland Sutton, not Nikhil Harry. I don't want to be thrown to Jacoby Myers or have Jacoby Myers throwing to me. I want to be completing passes in Denver. That's my match made in heaven, Fink. I, I think I agree again. That That's a very good choice. Uh, it came out on Monday that uh, a, a local Boston beat writer said that New England's plan A is Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how plan A is a player under contract to a different organization, but you, you see how they, they, they get after it. And uh, you know, Speaking of side pieces, they're not afraid to get after it. They're, they're, they're Mr. Steal Your Girl. In, in, in New England. So uh, 
So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Denver. I like that. He could push. He could push young uh, young Drew Locke. They could maybe have a dance-off for, for who gets the starting <laughs> quarterback in, uh, in Denver. All right, Kyle, are you ready for your next, uh, your next uh, player? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, you have Aaron Jones, running back from currently the Packers. Uh, there's word that he, he could go back. But let's look at your first candidate, and that is an old flame. That you thought you'd get a ring from, but you came up just a little bit short. Will this be the year with the Green Bay Packers? The next candidate is a little young, and it may just be a fling, but they've got the money to burn. And they can show you that big city life. It's the New York Jets. And the final candidate will make you wonder if this free agent bachelor is bachelor in paradise. They've got a win now roster, an emerging HC. And aqua blue water. It is the Miami Dolphins. So, Aaron Jones, who is your potential dynasty love connection? Well, Fink, as one Aaron Jones, I entered the league as a mid-round pick. So I need to get paid right now. I'm in the, the, the position on the NFL that has the the shortest lifespan, which means I don't have to just find the green, I got to go to the big green to get it, and it's going to be the New York Jets. There's some familiarity there already. I'm I'm trading in Matt LaFleur, and I'm trading up to Mike LaFleur as my offensive coordinator. It should be an offense that I'm familiar with, can jump right into and produce right away. Does it scare me that it's the Jets, the dumpster fire Jets? It doesn't matter to me. I want the only dumpster for me is the one I'm shoveling all my extra cash into because I hit it big. So as Aaron Jones think, I need to go – to the New York Jets. And hopefully then all the dynasty owners out there not only appreciate my move to the New York Jets because I'm hitting pay dirt constantly and getting the ball just as much as I did in Green Bay, but that opens the door for my boy AJ Dillon to have some dynasty value as well. So I'm giving the dynasty community some love here with two W's by going to the New York Jets. I actually love the the connection between Mike and Matt LaFleur. They both run a derivative of the Shanahan offense. So to your point, he's already you know used to a lot of that that blocking scheme. They've already got Makai Becton, who's looking like a true stud at the tackle position, and they will more than likely be getting a new quarterback, and they'll still have several other picks to be able to continue to bolster that line, and they won't even break the bank. They'll have some money left over to improve that offensive line. I think there's a lot of people that want him to go to Miami, um, I'm with you. I think the Jets will offer more money. And we were talking about this before we hit the record button that, you know, these guys on the second contract, I was listening to a podcast with Lewis Riddick and he was like, agents will tell these guys to take literally $1 more regardless uh, of where it's at. So I could see the Jets winning a bidding war and, uh, getting Mr. Aaron Jones. So I saved this next running back, the role of this next running back for Jake specifically based off of last week's show. It is Leonard Fournette. If you're watching live on YouTube, you see Kyle throwing up the heart sign like a UFC referee Mario Yamasaki. Uh, but Jake, you are Leonard Fournette, and let's, uh, let's meet the candidates. The first candidate wants to show you the capital of the Dirty South. Has a head coach that's been known to jumpstart or reinfuse life back into the career of running backs if you choose the Atlanta Falcons. The next candidate is tough and gritty, coming out of the rust belt. 
They've needed a man like you since you beat them in the 2007 AFC playoffs. Come be their Steel City sweetheart with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And our final candidate has one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today, even if it's not guaranteed to be that way tomorrow. You can come be the RB1 for the 12th man with the Seattle Seahawks. So, Leonard, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Hotlanta and the Falcons, Pittsburgh Steelers, and one last ride with Big Ben? Hey, now. Or uh, the 12th man in Seattle with uh, what, what is currently Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Think, what did you say your last name was? <laughs> uh, Martin Goodale. <laughs> Mr. Martin Goodale. I'm going to say something real quick, and it's going to make some people out there angry. All right. I am just as good as Ezekiel Elliott. You know, <laughs> the only difference between me and Ezekiel Elliott, it's the opportunity share. I mean, we can go deep into this down to like the, the tiny details, both of us being the 104 pick, both of us being the same weight, the same size. But how about just last season, both of us averaging four yards per carry, both of us averaging 6.5 yards per reception. But what was the difference, uh, Mr. Fink? The difference was we just got done, or rather, you guys just got done watching me average less than eight carries per game. I was forced to not dress on multiple occasions behind this Rojo character. and So I'm urging you fantasy gamers to give me another chance. I need some opportunity. Don't just throw me in the trash on account of Bruce Arians being a dingus. I need you to bear with me here. Uh, I'm one of those running backs. I need volume to be able to produce in this league with a 90% opportunity share. When I was back in Jacksonville, you remember the good old days? I was running for 1,100 yards, 500 receiving. It was easy. Now I'm here in Tampa Bay with a 45% opportunity share. All that's good for is 360 rushing, 230 receiving. But can you blame me? Give me a break here. Still, in just four games with double-digit carries in Tampa Bay, I'm an RB1 in two of those games. I'm a high-end RB2 in one of those games. And you, you, we cannot not re reference me as playoff Lenny here. Just look at how I performed in the playoffs once I saw that snap share increase. 47% snap share during the regular season? Yeah, I don't like that very much. I don't perform well with that. 73% snap share during the NFL playoffs. Yeah, baby. 120 all-purpose yards per game. Three touchdowns in four games. Easy. I can do that for you. Just give me the volume. Uh, the three the three options you laid out for me, Fink, man, there are some, some fine matches right there. I, I love all three of them. Um, I have a bit of a personal connection. Uh, my alter ego, Jake, has a personal connection to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, which, like you said, would be great considering uh, Arthur Smith being there, the lack of running back depth in that backfield. Uh, Todd Gurley is certainly not going to be the answer in Atlanta. But you know what? I've, my heart is just pulling me into Pittsburgh. I've got to have it right now. Uh, Todd Gurley is not adorable, and neither is James Conner. Um, I think if I found myself in the Pittsburgh offense, you would see me produce career high numbers across the board, rushing anyways. I might maybe not putting up those receiving numbers that you saw in Jacksonville, but, but think Pittsburgh is my match made in heaven. I want to catch, catch some passes from Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I actually think that they want to use a running back more in the passing game and Leonard Fournette on a modest deal, I think we'll see Leonard Fournette getting something along the lines of what Melvin Gordon got last year in Denver, probably like two years, $16 bucks, yeah. And that kind of fits in line with what Pittsburgh wants to do. 
you know, if you've ever seen the great uh, American classic Tombstone, at the end is like, it's the final ride of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. This is the final ride of Big Ben and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and why not go all in and use some of that money that Big Ben gave back in cap space to get him a running back? Um, sure. Because rookie running backs, I mean, there's some really good ones in this class. I think Javante Williams out of North Carolina feels like a perfect Steeler. But where they would have to draft him and knowing they need some offensive line help and some other opportunities on this roster, why not go out and get Lombardi Lenny and, and put him in the backfield and uh, let, let him see what he can do because they've got a nice change of pace back in Anthony McFarland. I, I think that would be a very, very good match made in heaven. All right, so we're, we're four down, four to go. Uh, this next one, another Chicago Bear, um, Mr. Allen Robinson. Now, he was the best wide receiver that I don't think will get franchise. I think there's still a small smidgen of, of hope that he could if you're a Bears fan, but I don't think so. That's a, it's a big number. It's $16.3 million, and this is a team looking to free up some, to free up some cap space for a, potential, for a potential big splash at the QB position. So, all right, Alan Robinson, are you ready to meet your three eligible bachelors? Let's hear it. All right, here we go. This first candidate is also in the heart of the Midwest. They come from a stable background, and you could complete them. It is the Indianapolis Colts. The next candidate has Big Apple aspirations. That's uh, they're, they're starting to stabilize after some interesting seasons, and you could be the apple of their eye. It's the New York football giants. And the final candidate has a former MVP that might not get you the volume you'd like, but gives you a great opportunity to win. Also, beware of crabs, unless you're at one of the best seafood restaurants in Baltimore, Maryland. Alan Robinson, who is your Dynasty Love Connection? Oh, man. Well, first off, you mentioned it earlier. I had to get that money the second time around, but now I'm here for my third team now as I enter free agency for the second time. And these are some pretty good, these are some pretty good options. You have Indianapolis, who... Who lost? Who Philip Rivers is no longer there, but they already got their replacement in Carson Wentz. This is an offense that showed last year to be strong. They think they can lean on JT in that run game, and with Ty Hilton on his way out, probably as well. There's an opening there as that alpha number one wide receiver. There's some really nice young talent that dynasty owners like with Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. But I think this this team is uh, there's some opportunity there for wide receiver one to come in and, and have a lot of value. You take a look at the New York Giants, maybe not the best opportunity to win a ring right away, but this team is probably on the upswing a bit. They have a lot of good role players there uh, between uh, Shepard, Slayton, Evan Ingram. Uh, As a listener of the SmackDown, Fink, I know that Jake loves himself some Evan Ingram, so I got to give a shout-out to Evan Ingram. Uh, And, of course, Saquon Barkley. So am I the missing piece? Am I the alpha wide receiver that they need to take the pressure off everybody else? Or do I, or do I go for that championship and head over to Baltimore and just be happy with my sixty targets? <laughs> I, I think the correct answer for me as Allen Robinson is, I'm gonna go hang out with with, uh, with Memphis's boys in Indianapolis and head on over to the Colts, pair myself with Carson Wentz. It's a, probably still the best quarterback I've ever played with, regardless of even if I don't get MVP Carson Wentz, and I fit really nice into an offense that has some really solid role players and has JT there to carry the load in that run game. So I'm going to take my talents to Indy, not too far from Chicago, and uh, and ball out for the Colts. 
Well, it will it will help Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay cut down on moving costs to help you relocate <laughs> from Chicago. They can probably do that by Mayflower truck if you get that old reference, and and. and it does work out well. The Colts do have the money. They have been rumored to be very interested in a wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton posted on social media that it doesn't look like he'll be back, at least not at a number that he's probably comfortable with today. I actually saw T.Y. Hilton. He's not going to be on the Dynasty Love Connection, but there was rumors of him potentially being a low-cost option in Green Bay as a guy who's always been a big fan of uh, T.Y. That would be an awesome landing spot along with Devontae Adams in Green Bay. But, yeah, I, th- I think this is the piece. Uh, I th- now, it does kind of Michael Gallup, Michael Pittman. I guess it's a Michael thing. They, 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 they kind of, you know, knock him down a peg. But it also allows him to learn from a real pro. And in two years, as, you know, his uh, four-year rookie deal starting to come up, the Colts will be able to make some decisions. And I think they can get Allen Robinson for a reasonable amount of money. My next, my next for me personally, would be New York. Now, I was listening to one of the Pro Football Focus podcasts with uh, Sam Monson and Steve Palazzolo, and they were talking about even though it didn't show it in the stat sheet that Daniel Jones actually had a pretty decent 2020 season and outside of some touchdown regression. And I love Lamar, but this is a guy who averages 27.7 attempts, not completions, not completions. He averages 27.7 attempts per game, and I think Allen Robinson – wants to get paid, but he also wants to compete and continue to drive his stats up. So I, I would agree with the Colts, but I would have not uh, hated a love connection in the Big Apple with the New York football giants. All right, now this next one is a social media superstar. Hey, and what do you know? Jake playing the role of Juju Smith-Schuster seems to be natural as he's wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. All right, Juju, here we go. Your first candidate is the prime spot to help you continue your social media dominance of the NFL. You can flex on TikTok if you choose the aqua blue water of Miami and the Miami Dolphins. The next candidate would be green with envy if you chose someone else to dance with. They've got money to burn and looking for a man like you with the New York Jets. And your final candidate won't let you TikTok at the 50 but they might give you 50 targets a game as the only weapon in the passing game. That's the New England Patriots. So who's it going to be, Juju? Is it going to be the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, or the New England Patriots? Ironically, an all-AFC East smorgasbord of dynasty love connection potential. I think we need to remember here that I, I am one of the bigger and I guess also most polarizing names here in this free agency as far as far as wide receivers go. You know, you remember back in the day, I used to be a locked in top 10 dynasty wide receiver 2018, the good old days, uh, 1400 yards. Uh, and, that, and, you know, nowadays I'm sitting here in Pittsburgh, the third best wide receiver on my team. I think it is uh, definitely time for a change of scenery. I'm looking at Miami here, and I, I want an offense where I can be the guy. I think that's a possibility. You know, there was all there was concerns about that with Antonio Brown leaving the offense. If I'd ever be able to uh, pick up that workload, but let's not forget, I'm 24 years old. Cut me a break here. I'm just a kid. You know, I'm looking over at Miami. They've got Devonte Parker in there. Preston Williams has kind of not panned out with his injuries. We're all quick to criticize this Tua guy after his average tame uh 2020 debut but 
I think this guy could really pop off and have some success if he was throwing passes to me in that offense. And I'm looking at the Jets here. Not as interested. Sam Darnold, another one of those guys. I'd love to see what he could do with a good pass catcher, but he's probably not even going to be uh, involved in 2020, 20, in 2021. Uh, we're probably looking at Justin Fields or Zach Wilson with that spot. But still, like I said, I want to go somewhere where I can be the man. And the thing is, the Jets have this guy, Denzel Mims. And I think you guys are all forgetting. This guy's a stud. He's an animal. He's going to be the number one on that offense. So I'm going to pass on the Jets, too. And I'm going to take a look at this, this New England Patriots team here because there was questions about my maturity this offseason or this regular season, rather. And you kind of alluded it to their, to their think. My maturity, my professionalism has been called out by the media on more than one occasion. And I don't see any correlation between dancing on the team's logo at the 50-yard line and losing games. I just don't understand it. But I'm willing to make that sacrifice. If it, at the end of the day, it makes me a better wide receiver and we're going to win games. And if a, a change of scenery needs to happen for that to be the case, then maybe maybe I need to go from this player's coach and Mike Tomlin and uh, and step out of my comfort zone and go on and learn the Patriot way in New England with Bill Belichick, where the, the motto is, uh, you know, no, no nonsense, no bullshit. Come in, work, win, repeat. And uh, in, if there was anywhere that I, I think I could uh, turn my career, I shouldn't even say turn my career around. I'm killing, man. I'm 24 years old. But if there's somewhere I could find real success, I think Bill Belichick has it for me in New England. Okay. I was not expecting you to pick the older choice, the more established choice. I was expecting the young, fun Miami Dolphins. And I actually, I, I, I do like the the New England Patriots as an option. Julian Edelman, 35 years old may or may not start the season on the pup from what I've read recently. And in and, and the offense that Josh McDaniels has been calling the last few years, that short to intermediate game is going to be key, especially if they're breaking in a young quarterback like a rookie. Like I've seen Mac, uh, Mac Jones, so I try saying that, Mac Jones mock drafted. Mac mock drafted to New England a few times. Although I, I'll be honest, I really like Miami. So I had done some research on Tua for our all sweethearts and breakups team. And Juju, if you look at his next gen stats over at the NFL's webpage, and he tends to funnel the ball a lot to the middle of the field. And I thought a really strong slot wide receiver to pair up with Mike Gasecki in, you know, three wide receiver sets with Gasecki and Juju lined up in the slot with Preston Williams and Devontae Parker on the outside. Now you're only 24. Maybe you don't know what true love is, and you can use an older fellow like Fink Martin Goodell to help you find uh, a love. You're looking for love in all the wrong places. So uh, he, he picked New England. Might not be a bad spot based on the amount of cap space they have to spend and the amount of volume he could use in New England. So, all right, we have tight ends left to go. Kyle, you are going to play the role of Hunter Henry. Now, Hunter Henry is clearly the best tight end in this free agency class and the chargers have already said they are not going to franchise tag him again so he's going to be on the market so hunter let's uh, let's look at your candidates this first candidate is a corn-fed cutie right in the middle of the smoky mountains where you could be the only other target in the passing game once Corey davis and Jonu smith leave the tennessee titans the next candidate is also in, in the middle of the country. 
you'll never have to worry about getting in trouble in a city that goes to bed at 9 p.m. You could be heavily featured by a ginger giant in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz and the Colts. And your final contestant is in Florida. No, it's not the bright lights and upscale lifestyle of Miami. No, no, it's not the success of Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. It's none other than long hair and bush light breath in Jacksonville with the Jacksonville Jaguars and their new long hair, Trevor Lawrence. So, Hunter, what's it going to be? Is it going to be Indianapolis? Is it going to be Tennessee? Or is it going to be Jacksonville? Ironically, another all-division clean sweep of the AFC South. So there's a lot of options here. There's some pretty good options, I think, as far as wide open on all of these teams to step right in. Now, Fink, as you know, I just got the franchise tag last year. I got $10 million in the bag. I've, I only have one season above 650 yards, and that was two years ago. I had 652 yards, so I've been cashing in on not a ton of production. And dynasty owners might be disappointed the fact that I'm the tight end five or six or whatever. I'm in that top ten usually, but I don't really stand out from the crowd. And I don't really plan on doing that any anytime soon either in any of these landing spots. But I'll tell you this. Tennessee, while John U. Smith's probably, probably, probably leaving and leaves some touchdowns behind, I'm a little bit worried in that offense with Arthur Smith moving on to Hotlanta. So as being the number two target is attractive to me, but I'm just not sure that all else is equal as being the number two target in Tennessee versus maybe playing third fiddle potentially in another city. So let's move to Indianapolis here, keeping it in the AFC South, like you mentioned. Well, Allen Robinson just signed with the Indianapolis Colts. So that's going to be super, super attractive, right? That's true. I think there might be a few too many mouths to feed in Indianapolis. And they would pay an A-Rob. Can they give me what I think I deserve for my – 652 career high receiving yards? Maybe not. So I'm probably just going to bring my talents down to Florida, not South Beach. I'm going to go to Jacksonville and hanging out with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and this offense that should be wide open for me to see targets. And I can just live on Narrative Street because the young quarterback leaning on his tight end, Dynasty owners are going to be paying big for me, Hunter Henry, again in 2021. So I'm going to take my talents to Jacksonville, and hopefully I'm the missing piece uh, Ted offenses. They have some talent on the outside and hopefully I can bring some red zone prowess down there to Jacksonville. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities because I hate to say this, but my new team, the Jacksonville Jags, their defense sucks ass again in 2021. So we're going to have to put up some points and Trevor's going to be throwing that ball to me in the red zone. So book it Jacksonville for Hunter Henry, this guy. I- I, I like it. And, and Narrative Street is a very, very expensive neighborhood. Luckily, Florida has no state income tax. So that, that, that makes a ton of sense. And this is one of the spots where if you, if you've been watching a lot of the free agent, you know, matchmaking, which is what we're doing tonight in a tongue in cheek fashion, just having some fun with uh, some best landing spots and creating some dynasty love connections. I think this is a really good one. You've already got your utility weapon, your your best of all aspects, LaVisca Chenault. You've got your outside speedster in DJ Chark. But, you know, I've seen Pat Fryermuth, the tight end out of Penn State, mocked here in the, the Jags, like nine bajillion picks. But for a team that's got this much cap money, it just makes sense to bring in a, a solid veteran. You can't go all young and guys on rookie deals across the board at some point. You know, they're, they're going to want a little bit of, of a veteran presence. I like this one. Um, I, as, as a Colts fan, I would much rather the Colts try to get like a guy like Zach Ertz if he gets cut 
which seems to be imminent as they can't find a trade partner for him in Philadelphia. And uh, I, I do like Tennessee. Someone's going to land in Tennessee and going to create a lot of dynasty value. It could be Hunter Henry. Uh, but with Corey Davis leaving, Adam Humphreys already gone, and Jonu Smith likely out the door, as well as the uh, the often unheralded Anthony Fisferkser, uh, there there's there's I mean literally on the offensive side of the ball, it's it's AJ Brown and no one. So there's going to be an entire influx of talent, which is wild because their defense was in the bottom twenty percent of the league last year. So this one. This one's going to be very interesting. I do like the Jacksonville choice there for Hunter Henry. All right, Jake, you are up last one. Jake starts with a J, and so does Jonu Smith. Uh, I, I almost went I almost went uh, Everett from the Rams, but I think Jonu's going to have a little bit more name cachet, but I do like Gerald Everett quite a bit. So your choice is Jonu. You, you can go to Old Money. In the in the in the Northeast, a team that needs offensive weapons and has a history of solid tight end usage, it's the New England Patriots. This next team seems to have everything but the position you play locked down. It's called the Queen City, and maybe you could be their king in Cincinnati. And finally, this next team has nothing. Maybe not even a quarterback. We don't know. It's an area you play in once a year, and a team you play twice a year. With the Houston Texans. So, Janu, where are you going to take your talents? No, South Beach is not an option like LeBron. It is going to be New England, Cincinnati, or Houston for you in 2021. Fink, can I just say I take major offense to you saying Hunter Henry is the best tight end in this free agency? Well, if I just said the most athletic tight end, you would have a leg to stand on. Oh, but I said God. best. So, so be happy being the most athletic. <laughs> Mike, don't, don't, don't argue with old game show host. Get him, Fink. Get him. Did, 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 did you see what Bob Barker did to Happy Gilmore? Uh, need yeah, need, need I say more? My biggest concern going into this free agency, I don't want to end up taking the Austin Hooper route where I end up on a team that doesn't target the tight end. They give me a huge bag of money. That's fantastic. I guess, you know, for my own selfish interest, I love that. But then I go there and they don't end up using me at all. Um, but, you know, like any of the other players that we've talked about this episode, John, myself, John U. Smith, I need to land somewhere that's going to give me volume. And I was surprised on a per game targets basis going back, looking at my production from the 2020 season. Uh, I, I ranked 20th overall among tight ends in 2020, which is 4.6 targets per game. The volume isn't flowing in Tennessee. Uh, as much as you thought it would, like when Delaney Walker was leaving Tennessee, there was this big idea like, oh, it's time to unleash Jonu now. But it's still a run first offense, or at least it's been a run first offense in Tennessee. Um, but you know what? When I when I get the ball, I'm producing, you know, I, I, nine total touchdowns last season, 2.16 fantasy points per target. That's for you, fantasy gamers. That is third among tight ends. Uh you know, and like you said, there are teams out there that could use someone of, of my physicality, of my, with my pass catching. You look at New England. Since Rob Gronkowski left, people have been dreaming up that scenario where the next great tight end ends up wearing a New England Patriots jersey. But you know what? The Patriots took two tight ends in the draft last year. Those two tight ends combined for a total of twelve targets in twenty twenty. Um, you know what? And if I if I went to New England, I guess I would immediately become the best pass catcher in that offense. So it's definitely something to consider. 
uh, you know, looking at Houston here, if they were to make a move, I, I would just hope that Deshaun Watson is staying in town. That's my only hope and prayer. But I got to admit, I'm a little concerned that they don't just feed me the ball. Darren Fells is there. Jordan Akins. I don't want either of these guys to be taking from my position. I want to be taking all of the tight end targets. That leaves me, think, with my match made in heaven. I want to go to Cincinnati. I want to catch passes from Joe Burrow. We already know this is a high pass volume offense. The Bengals averaged about 10 more pass plays per game than Tennessee in 2020. This Drew Sample character, I'm going to walk into Cincinnati, and that guy's going to pack his locker. He's done. I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, Cincinnati is just, that's this is the next move they need to make. Bring in me. Bring in Johnny Smith. Keep that offense trending upwards, and then you address that offensive line in the draft, and we're going <laughs> to score some points in 2021. I absolutely love this fit, and regardless, I, I, I do like Johnu quite a bit, and this offense could be the one that, that unlocks it. But, man, you, you said it all. I mean, a, a great pass for Joe Burrow at the time of his injury was leading the league in pass attempts per game, which is probably why I got the shit off the line. But to your point, they've got the fifth overall pick. That could be Panay Sewell uh, at, at tackle. Uh, I know the, the dynasty gamers out there love to mock draft Jamar Chase there. I know it's fun. It's it's totally fun, but we're just going to have to be satisfied with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and, and maybe they can bring in a, uh, maybe even a Corey Davis wouldn't be the, your, your teammate wouldn't be the, the worst third wide receiver there. But, man, there's going to be a tight end land in Cincinnati. And even though, again, I didn't put him on the show sheet, the one that I think makes a lot of sense is Gerald Everett. He was with Zach Taylor in for a year in L.A. with the Rams. And I just think that he could really be a nice move tight end in that offense. So uh, I'm going to give you guys your show back. Thank you for letting me play Fink Martin Goodell, as in Roger Goodell. As... Oh, gotta love that. Gotta love that. Oh, oh it's a great tune, man. The old that's the old school <laughs> dating game. Like if you if yeah. you have the game show network, uh man, you can catch well, all those like what my favorite game show. My favorite game show is Pressure Luck, which I think a lot of these free agents are also gonna do. Well, Memphis, it was it was nice as as Kyle at Kyle Month Eight on Twitter to sit back and just enjoy the show as you brought on all these big high profile names. Uh those some big time guests. So thanks for letting them uh bring them to the SmackDown this week. Oh man, it was uh, a lot of work to get all those guys to uh, agree to come on the SmackDown. But then when they heard it was the SmackDown, they were like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm going to get my name out there, try to uh, try to match up the right spot, give my agent some ideas of where I think it would be good for me to ply my trade in 2021." No man, I, I just thought it would be a fun way to look at free agency and try to increase a player's dynasty value without going. And now we're going to look at Janu Smith, Hunter Henry. And let's talk about some of the places they could go. Yes, wouldn't you much rather watch me impersonate John U. Smith? Do my best John U. Smith impersonation. See how that rolls out. Well, you really had me with Juju in that Pittsburgh that Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. I was like, yeah. If, yeah. if I squint real hard and look like Jameis, you know, <laughs> like, is that, that John U? That's John U. Is that Juju? I can't see anything. I'm blind. 
tell you what, we have a couple more minutes here. I know we were talking about Dak Prescott a little bit before we jumped on, but the news did break an hour before we got on this show that Dak Prescott, he finally got paid four years, what, $160 million? $164 million, yeah, something like yeah. that. So he got the he got the Watson deal, very similar. And, and the cool thing is, if he's just like Deshaun Watson, he'll whine and cry his way out out of there about six <laughs> months after getting 165 million. Yeah. Funny how yeah, that it, works. It's it's not the Mahomes deal, but I, I'd certainly I'd certainly take it. Does this well, change anything for you from from a dynasty perspective? I wouldn't think so because I I'm sure we were all kind of expecting this to happen anyways. I was telling Kyle before you jumped on Memphis that. I think it's funny how everyone on you just you go on Twitter and people are like, "Oh, the buy window on Ezekiel Elliott and the buy window on CD Lamb just slammed shut." Like, I don't know who was giving you a discount on these players over the past couple months on the assumption that Dak Prescott wasn't going to sign or something. Well, if if I had any if I had any Zeke out there, you can just bust that buy window right open because I'm throwing him out the other end. I I, I, I love I've posted this on Twitter a couple times. I love the Cowboys in twenty. 21 because they play the second easiest schedule in the NFL next year when you go off of their opponent's 2020 win-loss record. Uh, for those of you that are into Jalen Hurts, they have the easiest. But for Dallas, I mean, there's going to be a lot of games they are going to be ahead. They're, they're, they're going to be ahead in a lot of games. They're going to be, you know, leaning on Zach, uh, Zeke excuse me, and pounding the ball. So he's going to have a great, I mean, a, a, an awesome 2021 but he's still going into his sixth year guys and it's still dynasty fantasy football if this uh creates buzz around zeke and i can move him in dynasty i'm in and yeah it, it does but but was the the buy window for cd lamb ever really open he's been hotter than than the surface of the sun for the last month and a half quite the quietest 980 yard rookie season yeah that i can recall I the buy window was maybe open a smidge while Justin Jefferson was torching the league and all eyes were on what he was doing. So maybe compared to his production, CD lamb, you know, it was kind of, even Jerry Judy, like he's been a stud this year and no one's even looking at Jerry Judy because lamb and Jefferson, Je- Jefferson yeah, so, so above the rest. And for me, like, you know, if you listen to the QB rankings, we shared your guys' dynasty rankings as well. When Jerry and I, did the quarterback ranking show maybe a month and a half ago. I mean, we all had Dak in our top five to six. This contract was was nothing but a formality. We knew for a fact in 2021 he was going to be a cowboy. And, you know, Jerry Jones has never been cheap. Jerry Jones is where I learned the expression, nice things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't nice. Jerry Jones is not afraid to break out the checkbook. So does not surprise me, but it, it changes very little for me from a dynasty standpoint. I'm still buying any cowboy that I can. And that means that Blake Jarwin will more than likely keep his job. And that's great if you made it through the ACL season. But for me, man, it's stock up on cowboys across the board. They can address the cornerback position with the 10th overall pick. Maybe they can add a tackle to allow um, Tyron Smith to maybe move over to the right tackle and bring in a young guy. At the uh, at the tenth overall pick, now that you have this contract done and no longer looming, it gives the Cowboys a lot of flexibility to do some things with their team. I think it's a great move for Dallas. Kyle, our resident Dallas fan, uh, you can't be anything but smiles after that signing. Would have been a great move two years ago. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this before the show. Like, it doesn't matter who's the best quarterback, who the best quarterback is. It's whoever put the pen to paper last. And that's how the quarterback position works. 
the Cowboys screwed this one over royally two years ago as they were watching Jared Goff and Carson Wentz get paid and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. And here we are, you know, so am I happy that the Cowboys fan to get to watch Dak Prescott, you know, put, you know, with a star on the side of his helmet on Sundays. Yeah. Because it's going to be exciting as hell watching him put up 35 points a game. We'll still be eight and eight, nine and seven. And, you know, maybe we, you know, this year, because the division is probably still going to be so horrible, we're still going to find a, our way into the playoffs. But it, it just, it's disappointing that they took this long to get it going. So from a Cowboys fan perspective, the Cowboys, I, somebody else messaged me right before this. You want to go, Memphis? Can I push back on that real quick? Yeah. What Would you rather have this, though, where he played through his four-year rookie deal because he was not a first-rounder, mm-hmm. and you got one year on the franchise tag? Would you rather have that and seen – five solid years of production out of him or would you have rather them have paid him early the way that the Rams did golf and the way that the Eagles did wins and and wind up in that type of situation where maybe he wasn't what you thought he was because you paid him too soon as opposed to having this extra year and a half to see what you truly have mm-hmm. before putting, you know, we've been joking about the love before putting a ring on it, if you will. So yeah. I, that, that would be my pushback. You've had the longer sample size by using the franchise tag and seeing what you got before you put the big money out there. Yeah. And that, and it definitely, you know, to, cause if the Rams would have given it one more year or the Eagles would have given it one more year, they probably wouldn't have made that mistake. Um, you know, I guess I just felt more confident that what Dak was doing year after year was repeatable before this. La- I mean, before what kind of how he came on, you know, at the beginning of last year, like he had he had to do put up these ungodly numbers because their defense was and is so horrible. Um, so maybe I just felt more confident in what he could do over the longer term versus what we saw from Goff and Wentz. I kind of felt like that was maybe more flash in a the pan. They probably could have in hindsight and so defeated. Um, they could have just waited it out. I, I think the bigger thing for me, I guess, is my focus being on that. The whole everybody talks about the formula to win Super Bowls is to, you know, get a young quarterback on a cheap contract and build around that. The Cowboys couldn't do that when they were paying Dak under a million dollars a year. So are they going to be able to do it when they're paying him $40 million a year? Probably not. So, I mean, again, it's going to be way more fun to watch Cowboys football when Dak's under center. Um, you know, so I'll enjoy that. And maybe it's just a skepticism in me, but, you know, well, again, I, though, again, the, the Cowboys are in the right division. That's what yeah, right now. I was so not optimistic for having the yeah. easily the best team in the division. He's like, maybe we'll that, that's fine. Hey, they'll they'll make the no, playoffs, no. but like, but you, that's you, the thing. It goes through Tampa, goes through Green Bay. I mean, it, there's but Tampa you know. Bay just went on the road and and won like a road playoff game. I guess the Super Bowl was kind of like a quasi home <laughs> game. But but think about it. if you ever played in a poker tournament, you know the term of chip in a chair. If you're Dallas, you just got to get in. You just got to get in and, and see what happens. You know, Eli Manning. Can you get hot at the right time? And and so just, I mean, even though, yes, you're paying a truckload, the fact that the other franchises in your division are so poorly ran that you like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's hard to be that much worse than them. So just be happy that you're just it, that much, I, just, just that much I'll, better. I'll take it. I mean, because everybody, and the reason we all knew this was going to happen because there's, there's two, there's two types of, well, I guess there's three types of teams in this league. There's the teams that have a quarterback and ones that don't. And then there's the Kansas City Chiefs. So that have Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, you're you you couldn't just let Dak walk and start over and do all this. Like they fell ass backwards into him in that draft anyway. Um, you know, I I wouldn't put stock in them being able to pick the right QB even if they did move up. So I was fine. I'm I'm happy as hell that they signed him. I just am still going to be pessimistic that this ownership group and team can ever put it together and win a championship, which that is what it's about. You know, so. For Dynasty, hell yeah. Thumbs up. 50 uh, points a, Colts, a game. Let's go. As a Colts fan, I can tell you, be happy because 
obviously, if you ever listen to the Warzone, you know what a what a Carson Wentz stand that I am. And I'm glad that he landed an Indy, but it's like, here it is. You have this great roster, this great offensive line, great skill weapons, an emerging young defense. You know, at the time before the deal, $70 million in cap space, and it meant nothing because you didn't have the most important position yeah. on, the, on, on the field locked up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm sure you're happy. Jake, uh, as an Atlanta Falcons fan, are you happy? With what the, got, current, the current state of the Falcons yeah, or Carson yeah, Wentz? You got, well, with, with, with Matty Ice. What, what are your Falcons going to do with Matty Ice? Are they going to let him uh, roll? Or are they going to trade out of four? The Falcons messed up last season when they should have taken C.D. Lamb with that pick. Were, <laughs> that was the best. Kyle's heard me harp on this more than once, but they had a gift fall into their lap. And Jerry Jones realized that when the pick landed in his lap because the Cowboys didn't need a wide receiver. They just took the best player on the board. Now, had the Falcons did that last year and they have C.D. Lamb, now they're sitting here with the fourth pick. You know, and now maybe this is just a fantasy gamer and me thinking because I think you know I think it's so simple. It's not so uh, not so in the mindset of a GM, but I'd love to see the Falcons trade back. Now I don't want to see them take a quarterback. I think Matt Ryan's fine. I think they're gonna take a running back in the in the second and the third if they don't land a, a Leonard Fournette or one of these guys in free agency. Um, but they're. You know, I'd I'd not be so happy if they drafted Zach Wilson fourth overall. That's that's really what I don't want to happen. I know we had a, a small discussion about Zach Wilson, and I'm sure he's a great DoorDash driver, but I don't know if he's going to be the future in Atlanta. I would right, well, if they went I'm, Penny Sewell with that pick, I would be ecstatic. If they went Kyle Pitts with that pick, I'd be happy. Oh, that would that would be. I was I was going to say, let me interview you on your own show. What if they get a chance, and I, I hate this term because it's so overused at this point, what if they get a chance to run it back and Jamar Chase is there at the the 104? Um, you know, the 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 obviously T-Law's going one. Uh, it's, it's all but done that Zach Wilson's going two to the Jets. You know, let's say Miami goes uh, former Alabama teammate Devonta Smith at three and Jamar Chase is there at the 104. Do, do, you, do you take your mulligan? Yes, I think it's great. But again, that's what I was saying before. They wouldn't be in this situation. You wouldn't even have to think about taking a wide receiver. Had you just taken the gift that was given to you with CD Lamb at whatever that was, ninth or tenth or something, something in that uh, range. It was like fifteenth. Fifteenth. So <laughs> stupid. Fifteenth or sixteenth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have done that. Traded back. Take your. You know, you didn't need to take AJ Terrell. You could have taken uh, guy from Alabama, Patrick Sertan. Uh, who's the other guy? J.C. Horn. There's there's talent in this draft. I think you know hindsight. You know, but who knows? It's undefeated. It's undefeated, man. It's undefeated. <laughs> uh, hey, I I was happy as hell that when uh when Atlanta didn't take Lamb, but I I, I think were, that man, I bet you were stoked. <laughs> well, that one it was especially good because apparently I should really thank Brandon Ayuk because I thought for sure San Fran was going wide receiver there, and then they didn't. They kicked back, and then. You know, it just it fell to him. But um, I have another yeah. Cowboys related question. Yeah. So now that now that uh, as the kids like to say, now that Dak got the bag, got the bag. Did, 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 does this all but mean this is the last year for Amari Cooper in Dallas? Because his contract has no guaranteed money, no dead cap money on it after twenty twenty one. Does this mean that his days are, are numbered? Would you even Would you even be shocked if they potentially traded him during this next? 
I don't know, I guess week to 10 days or even up to the draft, would you be shocked if Amari Cooper wasn't a Cowboy? Because I know there, there would be some, some cap ramifications in 2021, but I, I feel like his days there are numbered. Yeah, I do feel that, you know, you mentioned it with the dead cap, follow the follow that money. If the guarantees run out after this season, I wouldn't be, you know, crazy. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they dealt in midseason if things aren't going their way and they wanted to move on. But they, I think they'd have to see enough out of Michael Gallup. And I think that Cooper is just such a difference maker to that team in terms of real football that I think he's probably there for at, at least another year after this. Because um, at the end of this season, they have to make a decision on Michael Gallup. And in essence, the same thing, like you mentioned, with Mark Cooper. So is Cooper at $20 million worth it versus Michael Gallup at whatever you have to pay him? Because he'll probably fetch, I guess we'll see what this year's wide receiver group gets. But I think, I think if you're looking at... Corey Davis money? Yeah. You think, you think I, Gallup I, will command Corey Davis cash? I, I think I think that's probably a good comparison, especially with Davis coming off of a nice season. Um, the one thing to keep in mind with all of the contracts this year is is that with the cap going down, you know how you know what do these contracts really look like in hindsight? You know, compared to past years, do guys try to you know hold out for one more season to cash out in twenty twenty two? But whatever that difference is in the money, if if Gallup gets ten million and Cooper's twenty, is ten million dollars worth that downgrade? Um, you know, I think Cooper is just such a difference maker in this offense that they'll try to hang on to him. But they, like you said, they've worked this contract out where they could move on after this season. But if you're looking at it from a dynasty perspective, um, I wouldn't Pence, I wouldn't say Amari Cooper's tied to Dak Prescott through this whole contract. That's for sure because you know Dak's contract. I think you're looking at you know a year, maybe two, and then you're probably he's probably on his way. Yeah, you said it, Memphis. Like the writing is on the wall with Amari Cooper. That's why I've been saying CD Lamb is my dynasty wide receiver one, even before the Dak thing. It's like we know Dak's coming back. Okay, now we know Amari Cooper's not going to be there in a year or two. Do the math, people. It's going to be only a matter of time before CD Lamb's at the at the top of the wide receiver hierarchy. Uh, but that's all I got. I brought us into this episode, Memphis. You drove the show, Kyle. You want to uh, take us home? Sure, absolutely. Well, appreciate, and again, thanks to Memphis. If you got to check out uh, the Dynasty War Zone every single Wednesday. And before I kick it to Memphis to give a little bit of a preview on tomorrow's show, we're going to want to remind you guys been cross posting this podcast, the SmackDown, on the old Fancy Football SmackDown feed. So if you haven't transitioned and hit that subscribe button to the War Zone, if you weren't subscribed already, make sure to do that. Uh, maybe going to give it just a couple more weeks, but then eventually we're just going to move this thing onto the War Zone feed only. Jake and I are super pumped to be part of DWZ Football Network. Um, so it's going to be our only home. So on YouTube, of course, hit that subscribe button and then hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. But Memphis, what's on the docket for the uh, the War Zone on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday on the pod? You know, we're just going to continue basically talking about these free agents. I mean, it, it, it's the thing. Uh, but what we're going to look at, we're going to look at, you know, some of the free agents that we like. But we also want to look at who stands to benefit when these guys leave. Uh, in Tennessee, it's nobody. It's it's uh, it's AJ Brown. He's getting forty seven targets a game, uh, but but you know who who stands to benefit if Kenny Galladay leaves in Detroit? Who stands to benefit if? Uh, here's a little, little spoiler for you. If Leonard Fournette does go to Atlanta or Pittsburgh, what does that do to to the value of a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn? You know, there, there's going to be some some things, and and I want to take it to that next level. To try to, you know, because you're not going to get any value on these free agent guys. Everybody's excited. They've waited this long. Free agency period's next week. 
but while everybody's looking over here, can we take it over here and maybe snipe a little value before we uh, before we we know we get into this? Because then next week, when Corey Davis or when Allen Robinson leave their current team, then the articles from all these great websites will start coming out. But then it's a week too late, right? Just want to try to think of a, of a proactive approach that we can take as dynasty GMs before our league mates do. Because everybody else is coming to get their Corey Davis shares. We're coming to get their Keyshawn Vaughn shares. So just kind of taking a, a step ahead and uh, trying to make a little profit. There you go. It's the name of the game. So be sure to check out the Warzone tomorrow. You can follow Memphis on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You can follow Jake at Jake Takes FF. And you can follow myself at Kyle Month 8. Once again, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button to the Warzone. We'll be right back here next week.